The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you, those who are, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. You, you may be seated. Let us pray. Sit among us, O God, as we hear your Son's living word. Become for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Amen. My sisters and my brothers, I don't know who here needs to hear it today, but here it is from Christ's lips to your ears to your very heart. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. I don't know who here today doesn't believe it, or who doesn't feel that it's true for them, that don't think they deserve it, but I am here to point only to the truth of the gospel. And Jesus is the one saying, blessed are you, blessed are you, child of God. Jesus saw these, these crowds of people, and Jesus sees each of you. He is looking at us today, and he is so overcome with love for us, so overcome with love for you, so full of compassion, so aware of what is in your heart today, what you are carrying into this space today, that Jesus sits down right beside you, and he takes your precious face in his hand, and he is saying to you, child, blessed are you. Blessed are you. And I don't know about you, but I need to be reminded of that quite often. I need to remember that in the very heart of God, I am blessed. I am a blessing. I am blessed. So I am very grateful today 
I am feeling blessed today to to get to hear part of Jesus's most famous sermon on the Mount. And I am excited. I am truly excited to get to share his word. This is the good news. This is the gospel with you today because it is so necessary that we know that we remember that Jesus calls us blessed. We need to ask that that most wildly divine tattoo artist, the Holy Spirit, descend from on high and come among us and tattoo on our very hearts, blessed are you. Because no matter how you are feeling today, how tired you might be, or grumpy, or depressed, how helpless you might be feeling, how meek, how it seems perhaps to take more and more to make it through the day, how it might seem that, that, that every time you are just getting on your feet, something else comes along and knocks you back down. You know, God sees how it is for you. And God is with you because you are blessed. For you who today are filled with a, a, a righteous indignation, on account of the injustices in our community and our world, for those who today are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, Jesus is saying that God is right there with you, keeping your hearts on fire, blessed that you are. For you that look at the world and and at your neighbors and you are overwhelmed with compassion, your hearts break for what you see. You who have tender hearts, you, you that, that reach out for that mysterious healing that we call forgiveness. For you that find mercy to be the only true path for our global community to find peace. Well, blessed are you on that lonely, higher way. For those of you who today may be feeling some heat, some persecution perhaps from from strangers, maybe loved ones, because of your ministry to speak the truth, to work for justice, to make good and necessary trouble, as John Lewis likes to talk about. Blessed are you all, and great will be your reward. Do you get it? Do do you get it? Blessed are you. Blessed are you. I really want to make sure that you know that you are blessed and that that's not just my opinion. It's what God's word declares today. Jesus sits down with this entire crowd of eternal, uh, this entire eternal uh, community of followers. And he tells us to take a deep breath and just deal, just deal with the fact that we are blessed. We are accepted. Jesus' sermon, it comes at a crucial time in the budding ministry of his very first disciples, just as it comes at a crucial time for the disciples of Jesus in the year 2020. This is, is more than just a pep talk, though I do think it is partly that. The Sermon on the Mount, these Beatitudes, we call them, they're they're not just there to make us feel warm and love and accepted, though I think that is what they should do. They are also a challenge to us. 
They are a call. They are a demand even from Jesus. It's not just that God desires for us to feel God's love. It's that God created us to also be love. We are supposed to be doing something with all of this blessedness. When God made a covenant with Abram at the very beginning, way back in Genesis, God said to Abram, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. So, my blessed brothers and sisters, what then are we to make of our blessedness in a world where so many people are dying of despair? Where loneliness is a literal epidemic? where prejudice and animus is driving us insane, where we saw multiple shootings right outside our church door this week, the result of our culture's woeful disregard for life and our addiction to violence. What are we to make of our blessedness as we travel through this wearisome land? Well, we are blessed for a reason, for a purpose, for God's purpose. Our blessedness means that we have some kind of responsibility. Our, blessing, our blessedness makes us responsible. It makes us able to respond to God, to our neighbors in need, hearing of our blessedness from Jesus Christ, it should inspire us to live like God has just laid God's hand on us and given us more love than we've ever felt before. In fact, when we come to know how blessed we are, we must respond. We must respond in gratitude to God's gracious gift of acceptance and love. We receive our blessing from the word of Jesus Christ today, and then we bless others. We heard today, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be children of God. And we heard today that children of God are being gunned down literally feet from our front door. We must do more than just long for peace and pray for peace. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers the makers of peace. First in our own hearts we make peace, and then we make peace in our community, in our neighborhood, in the whole world. We heard today, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We heard that here in a church and in a neighborhood with people from all around the world, immigrants and refugees. When Jesus says righteousness, what, what do you think that he means? by that word, righteousness. The original Greek text uses a word that literally means doing what is right, what is just, what is merciful. We are blessed when we hunger, when we thirst for what is just and right and full of mercy. We heard these words from Jesus today in a church where earlier this week, multiple patients from Nigeria 
came to the clinic to see a nurse for various medical reasons. And one gentleman told the nurse how his family was fleeing Nigeria through Niger because uh, Boko Haram terrorists were brutalizing their communities. He told her that they came here to save their children. Children there, he said, sometimes go to school and don't come back. This week, the impeached president of the United States decided on what feels like a whim to bar refugees from Nigeria. Those who seek refuge, those who are hungering and thirsting for what is right and just, those who are currently being persecuted, those who Jesus says are blessed even if no human being shows them such mercy in this life. They are before us. They are among us. Jesus commends us for not just caring, not just pitying, but hungering and thirsting for what is right. Those are some strong words, hunger and thirst. Because if you don't take care of hunger and thirst, well, you die. You die. If you don't take care of a hunger and thirst for righteousness, for justice and mercy, well, blessed are you if you do. The Old Testament Hebrew prophet Micah that Sharon so powerfully read from this morning, Micah laid the foundation from which Jesus spoke. Micah reminds the people of God how much God has done for us, how God has brought us this far, all the way here today. And how are we supposed to respond to this gift? Go to church? Say some prayers, worship, sing, make exuberant sacrifices for God. Micah, he says, y'all know, y'all know God's already told you, oh mortal. God's told you what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with God. And Jesus agrees. He says, blessed are you when you do this. Jesus' disciples saw Jesus first practice and then preach. He had just healed an entire crowd of sick people and he asked nothing of them. And then he put it before his disciples. These are the blessed. You are blessed. Now, act like it. Act like you are living in the kingdom of God as God's own children. Does that sound like a high order? Well, this is why God has called us blessed, children of God. To be called to follow Jesus is kind of a big deal. My friend David Bartlett once reminded his church, we are given gifts beyond our measuring, and sometimes we are given responsibilities that seem beyond our capacities. But as Paul told the church in Corinth, God chose us for this purpose 
God is the source of our life. God will give us what we need in order to do what is required of us, our blessedness. As the psalmist says, to speak the truth from our hearts. As Micah says, to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with God. David also told a story that's always stuck with me uh, about a time when, when his sons were very young and they were on a, a family camping trip. So before dinner, David took uh, his boys to the bathroom to wash their hands. And after they had washed their hands, David was reaching up to get uh, paper towels to give them to, to dry their hands. But his son Jonah protested loudly. He said, let me do it myself. Now, Jonah, he was rather short. The towel dispenser was rather high. And David had no idea what he was supposed to do until his son made it clear. He said, come on, Daddy. Lift me up so that I can do it myself. David said in the gospel, Christ gives us astonishing grace and demands of us astonishing responsibilities. And then he lifts us up to obey. Thank you, God, for choosing what is weak and making us stronger than we know in order to be your blessing beyond our own understanding for a world in greater need than we can meet. Lift us that we may boast in you. Amen.